We're going to be starting in 2 Corinthians tonight, just in chapter 6. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and we'll read from verse 14. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial, and what part hath he that believeth with an infidel, and what agreement hath the temple of God with the with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty." Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can be here this evening, Lord. We thank you that we have your word and we thank you, Lord, that we can stand upon it. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, as we open your word tonight, Lord, that you might bless us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I'm particularly interested in the phrase that uh, is in verse 17. It says, Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And I thought we might just have a little bit of a look at um, separation. Uh, so we might... Uh, have a look at the, nece- uh, the importance of, that God places on separation, uh, what is biblical separation, possibly areas of biblical separation as we work through this as well. So um, I think this doctrine of separation is something that has been neglected um, in a lot of churches uh, in this modern era. That's the truth that um, it's not really preached in pulpits today, especially in, I guess, those worldly churches, there's, uh, uh, there's that worldly influence in the churches and they don't want to separate from the world. And um, I think you'll find that those churches are using carnal methods to get the people in the doors and then they have to keep using carnal methods or carnal things to keep them in the church. Um, but we want to have a look at what is biblical separation now, biblical separation is from something under God. It should be always under God. That's biblical separation. So we might, for example, separate from something sinful unto God. Or we might separate from something uh, our way, doing something our own way, which is sin because we're not being dependent on God, unto God. Or it might be something that's not necessarily sinful that we separate from. Uh, Food, for example, is not necessarily sinful 
but there's times when we separate from it, separate ourselves under God. We fast from food so that we can get closer to God and to seek his ways. So there's, and there's other things that are not necessarily sinful that we would possibly separate from, or we might fast from, so that we can separate unto God. Now, this area of separation really is morals and doctrine. Okay, doctrine being what we believe, and morals being how we live. And those two things, morals and doctrine, are like two chain links, inseparable. Okay, if your doctrine moves, your morals move. Okay? So, um, if, for example, we, we're reading God's word and through that he shows us an area in our life that we need to change. That then becomes a conviction and so now our, our belief, our do- doctrine, raises more in line with God's word. Then, because we have a godly conviction on that, our, how we live is now going to move. It's going to shift to be in line with that. So morals and doctrine are two chain links inseparable. If you move on one, you're going to move on the other. Okay? Now, uh, what's happening at the same time as uh, God is showing us areas in our lives where we need to be closer to him, things that we need to separate from, at that very same time, we're getting bombarded by the devil and by the world trying to pull us the other direction. So God's trying to uh, make us reflect Christ in our life so that we reflect Christ. So when people see us, we look like uh, we reflect Christ. But at the same time, that God's trying to work sanctification in our lives, the devil's coming, attacking the world and doing, trying to do the opposite. And that's one thing we need to keep in mind is uh, to remember how sneaky and subtle the devil is. I think people forget how sneaky and subtle he is and how things can creep into our lives that ought not be there. Things of the world. And so Satan... He's trying to destroy your relationship with God. That's what he did from the very beginning. He destroyed the relationship that God had with Adam and Eve and he's trying to do that with every Christian, with every person in the world. He's trying to separate you from God. And so he's trying to get you to go in the wrong direction. He's trying to pull you down, trying to pull down your morals and trying to pull down your doctrine, your belief. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So God is trying to work this uh, sanctification in your life, this personal separation from the things of the world, those things that are listed there in the end of chapter 6. And he's trying to work these things in your life. As in, this is, this is personal sanctification, okay? Now, there's also voluntary separation, personal separation, this, and we find um, an example of that in Numbers chapter 6 with uh, 
the vow of a Nazarite. And I'll just um, go back there and read that for you. Numbers chapter 6. We'll just read the first um, part of that chapter. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When either man or woman shall separate themselves, notice it's voluntary, they shall separate themselves, to vow a vow of a Nazarite, to separate themselves unto the Lord. He shall separate himself from wine and strong drink, and shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink, neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, nor eat moist grapes or dried. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree, from the kernels even to the husk. All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled in the which he separated himself under the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. All the days that he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. And he shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother or for his brother or for his sister when they die because the consecration of his God is upon his head. All the days of his separation, he is holy under the Lord. So God in... uh, So when we read... 2 Corinthians chapter 6, at the end there, God lists some things that he wants us to separate from. But here, this is a voluntary separation. This is something that somebody could do personally under the Lord, um, like fasting. It's something you do voluntary. And God uh, says that that can be for a period of time or that could be for uh, your whole life, whatever you vow under the Lord. Now, I made a vow about ten and a half years ago. I put this ring on my finger. That doesn't mean anything, but I got married to my wife. I made a vow of separation. I separated from every other woman unto my wife. And that's what we need to look at when we're separating from something in the world. We're not focusing on what we're separating from. We're focusing what we're separating unto. If we keep in mind that we're focusing and separating unto God and focus on him, then this separation won't be a hassle. It's not going to be a burden on our shoulders. If it's a burden on us to separate from something, then we need to go back to the scriptures and see why. Why is that a burden on me? Is it because I love the things of the world and not the things of God? Now, I think the Christian life is a stronger vow of separation than this vow of a Nazarite. We're not bought with silver and gold. We're bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. What know ye not, that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, which are God's. Um, let's have a look at the importance of separation, uh, the importance that God places on separation. Um, 
turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 13. Deuteronomy chapter 13. And we'll read, it's a bit of a, um, about 10 verses here. Starting at the beginning of the chapter, Deuteronomy 13. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he hath spoken to you, uh, sorry, to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage, to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in. So shalt thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or thy wife, so thy wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, namely of the gods of the people which are round about you, nigh unto thee, or far off from thee, from the one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth, Thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shalt thine eye pity him, neither shalt thou spare, neither shalt thou conceal him. But thou shalt surely kill him. Thine hand shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterwards the hand of all the people. And thou shalt stone him with stones that he die, because he hath sought to thrust thee away from the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt." from the house of bondage. Now, it, there's going to be times when we have to separate from family. That verse says, if anything, any person comes between you and God, between that relationship, that here it says to be stoned, to put to death. Now, in verse 6, it says about if thy brother or the... Son, uh, the son of thy mother, the son, thy son, thy daughter, the wife of the bosom, or thy friend, which is as thy own soul, entice thee secretly. Now that's like a little whisper in the ear. Somebody whispering, come, come and watch this movie. Come and do this thing with me. God says in verse 10... Thou shalt stone him with stones that he die because he sought to thrust thee away. That little whisper in the ear to you, God sees that as a big thrust, like somebody shoving you towards those idols. So God sees that as, a, as something that's going to hinder your relationship. And he says you need to put them away. Put them away. 
and focus on me. He says that's a test. Back in verse 3, that could be a test. Uh, not te- 3. Um, yeah. To see if you love the Lord with all your heart. So we need to be focusing on on God. To focus and to separate from the things of this world and focus on Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. God desires that we would be separated under him in every area of our life, not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesday nights, every day in every area of our life. There's people that... uh, Christians that live too close to that line, that edge where they see how close they can get to sin before they, it grabs them. We should be running as far from that line as possible, living as close to God as possible, as far from sin as possible. Second Timothy two nineteen to 22 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are that are His, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of God, gold or of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honour and some and some to dishonour. If a man therefore purge himself from these things, he shall be a vessel under honour, sanctified and meet. For the master's use, and prepared under every good work, flee also useful flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know we we need to run from these things. Flee. You know Joseph had the right idea when uh, Potiphar's wife grabbed his shirt and jacket. Just run, run from it. Proverbs twenty two five says, says, "Thorns and snares are in the way of the froward, but he that doth keep his soul shall be far from them." Far from them. First Peter one uh, fifteen. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And so God desires us to live a separated life. And he set out in his word what that looks like. And he set out some things where we might be voluntary separating ourselves from him. But he says, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. We have to live a separated life have to live for Christ. Um, I'll just, if we go back to our passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, And um, actually, in verse 7, we find 
the key to separation. The key to separation. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, okay, that's that he will be a father unto us, and we shall be sons and daughters. Okay, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Those last couple of words there are the key to separation, key to biblical separation, the fear of God. So what God is trying to do is perfect holiness in us, sanctification, making us more like Christ. The key to that, the key to living a separated life under God is the fear of God and having an understanding of the fear of God will allow us to then live a sacrificed, separated life under him.